0: All right guys, welcome to being an artist is fucking killing me. I'm Corinne I'm Rainey
1: and today we're talking about health baby. Yeah we asked our friends and colleagues Patricia Allison Allison and Nicole Fall to be on with us today and we're moderating a group discussion about injuries and how that affects them as an artist and how it affects the trajectory of their careers. Mm-hmm. This
0: episode's super exciting because like
1: she said, there's going to be four of us. So it's our first ever
0: group discussion. Mm-hmm. And not only are we going to talk about physical health, but also mental health a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any stories you'd like to share with us or you want to talk to us, feel free to contact us um, at galpalprods at gmail.com yep. or contact us on our Instagram, galpalprods. Yeah. Um, and let's open up the conversation. Yeah. Let's go. We're live.
2: We're live. Welcome, everyone.
0: How's everybody doing today?
2: On this beautiful rainy day. Beautiful rainy day. Great.
3: Nothing better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually nice out, though. Okay. Not not bad. Not complaining. We're super excited
0: to have you. Yay! Yay. Yay. We're here with Patricia Nicole,
1: and we're going to talk about health today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Specific. Mm -hmm. Big topic. Yeah. We're going to get a little more specific than a general conversation. Which we're super excited about. Just general health. Just general... fruits and veggies. (laughs) Also a very broad topic. (laughs) Fine. Um, We'd like to start with like an origin story. So whoever wants to go first. I feel like...
2: I want to craft this story like it's a superhero story. It's right? like X-Men uh, origin. My impulse right now. I feel like my origin story is far more boring than that. Uh, do you want to go first or do you care, Nicole?
3: I mean, you're already going, so yeah, I'm already <laughs> I'm already talking. <laughs> Don't stop now.
2: Um, I think my journey started in Ottawa, Ontario. And that's where I was kind of like raised for most of my life. I went to the arts high school there, which like saved my life. In a lot of ways, I don't think I would have survived at a regular high school. I needed kind of like to be surrounded by weirdos. And then I moved to Montreal right after graduation and went to LADME, um, which is not called LADME anymore. Um, what is yeah, it they like renamed it to like L'Ecole de Danse Contemporaine de Montréal. Which well, is people that are so not sexy. Do you
1: want <laughs> yeah. to say what that is, real quick?
2: Well, it's sort of, I always ca- describe it as like the French TDT. So it's like a conservatory based program, contemporary
1: modern emerging into professional dance. Yeah.
2: It's like a professional program to prepare you to be a great little dancer. And then I kind of like graduated from there um, and was like living and working in Montreal. I kind of like, I think I got to a point where I had auditioned for everybody.
1: Um, In Montreal?
2: Like literally there wasn't. Like a choreographer that was working that I had an audition for at the time and I always did like super well and I would like make it through like rounds and cuts of auditions and then what it like the feedback I always got was like we think you're really great, you're just not my style like you're just not mm. the style for my work. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. Um, cool but then cool, cool, you, get, cool, cool. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. you get to a point where you're like,
2: so like, am I anybody's I'm Yeah, is that I'm <laughs> just like, not comfortable here. Um, so then I just like got to a point and I had so many friends and collaborators in Toronto that were always trying to like, get me out here for projects, just like small, like indie theater stuff. And I was like, well, I might as well go where like people want me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then in like 2010, I made the move to Toronto and I, like, haven't regretted it. It's been awesome living here. Amazing. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm up at York University finishing my first year of my MFA. Um, If the strike ever
3: ends.
0: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Nine of (laughs) the strikes.
3: What about you, Paul? Well, I mean, taking it way back, that's like, I started small town... Alberta, Well, actually, like, Alberta slash Saskatchewan, because it's right on the border. Mm. Um, in Ludminster. And, uh, <laughs> no, so it started there, and I, it was just, like, a thing that I did. And then I was really fortunate when I was about... When I was 18, I guess, we had a guy from New York named Peter Sklar, who uh, runs a, a workshop down there for um, actors, singers, and dancers. And it was a an audition interview invite to this workshop. And so I went there for two weeks, and... His whole thing was, you know, a lot of you have probably heard that, that you can't make a career out of this, um, but I'm here to tell you that you can. And it didn't, like, really hit me that hard. I was like, cool, that's awesome for someone else. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then I went to university for linguistics. And, cool. um, yeah, I went to the U of A for two years. And um, super interesting, but, like, English syntax makes me want to stick forks in my eyes. And so... I just decided that I should maybe take a break, <laughs> um, and then I was like, "Well, I don't really. What else am I going to do?" Um, I that that was it. University. That was the plan, and that's not a thing. So I fell back on dance, and that was still a thing. And I just remembered that you know Peter, all that he taught me, and all that I learned there, and um, him just saying, "Just take a shot," and so. I did, and my teacher that I had growing up was always super supportive of that as well. Um, I started... I was taking class at the University... Um, university of Alberta Orcas' Dance Program, or Dance Group, sorry. And they have... It's like a recreational thing, but they have professionals in the community come and teach the classes. So through that, I was introduced to the Good Women Dance Collective, which is a- Kate Stashko. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all really great human beings. Um, yeah, and so I trained with them, um, and I also met a choreographer, Anastasia Maywood, and I was in a piece of hers, and then I started dancing with a Graham, Martha Graham-based Contemporary Company, Kathleen Hughes Dance Association, and everyone just sort of started saying like, you need to move to Toronto, Mm -hmm. like you need to get out of here and go train, and like and then come back. But we won't because we want you. (laughs) But like go somewhere else. So I just sort of made the decision to come out here, and it's been great. I've learned so much more out here and been saturated in a lot of different areas of training than I would have had access to. A lot of different pockets of what it means to be a contemporary dance artist. Um, Because at West, it's just like all Lamone technique. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Which is like great. Love Lamone, but it's just yeah. There's no diversity, and so yeah. Here I am. Yay! (laughs) Not in university anymore. (laughs) And how long ago was that? Uh, I left university in 2014. And I moved here two years ago. You moved just before me, or just after? Just after you. Okay. Yeah.
1: And I was here in two thousand fifteen of October two thousand fifteen. Okay. We met at short. Yeah. We met at a Kaja Dance uh, Portview Dances. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like shortly after I moved here, because we have like a similar contact Oriana mm-hmm. from Surge. We like knew each other, and she yeah. was there with Oriana. And I was like,
0: Oh, who like lives
1: here now? Yeah. yeah. Who, Like also moved here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also? I feel like before we started
2: recording. I was like poking fun at you guys for um, past episodes. Uh, one thing I forgot to bring up
1: <laughs> was no.
2: in a past episode, you also called Toronto the East Coast. Yes. Uh, casually, I, can't, I don't even remember who it was, but one of you it was, was like, me. Why'd you move to the East Coast? And I was like, she didn't, she moved to Toronto.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also <laughs> that funny thing how, like, people in Toronto don't realize that there's, like, land west of Mississauga. <laughs> like, Winnipeg and Calgary are the same thing.
1: <laughs> that was probably me when talking about, like, my origin, of story. origin story, like, why Toronto? Because I was dancing in uh, North Carolina one summer. I was like, I just have to stay on this side. Yeah. of the continent. Yeah. So I, like, came out east. Yeah. 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 <laughs> east coast. What would you east.
2: consider the east coast, then? Just, like, PEI? Like, everything from New Brunswick over. Like, oh, things on oh, a okay. coast line. Okay.
0: <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I don't know why we didn't think of that.
2: And also now I'm feeling, like, very outnumbered of, like, western Canada.
3: I'm totally with you on the east coast thing, though. Yeah. So that so does make sense. You're right. totally
2: there. good. Um... Sorry, speaking
0: of that, though, Nicole, mm-hmm. do you think you'll ever go back? To school? No, to...
3: To to out west. Yeah, out west. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I've asked myself that question a lot. Mm-hmm. Because, like, my, my heart and soul belongs out there. Like, it, I just like living out there for... Mm-hmm. I just, I like the atmosphere and the landscape. I feel like I'm alive there. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, like, the social and political views of a lot of the population of that, Alberta particularly, um, yes. are just not things that I align with. And so I, 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 I don't know. Like, that's just... My answer is I don't know because there's <laughs> so many things. There's a lot of really great things. All my family's out there. Um, and I really connect with that community. But, yeah, there's just a lot of things. I'm like, I don't know if I fit in there anymore. Yeah. I feel like I'd be calling people out on a lot of bullshit a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then i have
1: no friends <laughs> that's exactly how i feel to be honest that's i miss my family all the time and i like my parents farm and i miss like that kind of rural aspect but i do not miss anybody else as terrible mm-hmm. as that sounds, I know. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, like I know. That, I know that I would get in fights all the time, and I would be angry
3: all the yeah. time. Yeah, like I think like my core group of friends would be cool, but yeah, like just people on the street or like in bars and coffee shops. I feel like just like approaching random people all the time. Like Do you want to watch your tone. would
0: yeah. <laughs> like, be like you'd be the grumpy old
3: man of that area,
1: just like getting into arguments <laughs> all the time. <laughs> At
2: twenty-five years old, you'd just be like, you know, back in Toronto, yeah. <laughs> which. Everyone from outside of Toronto loves hearing? Yes. 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 <laughs> Have you heard anything Toronto-based? Yeah.
0: Um, so the reason me and Corinne were really interested in having you two on... And together. And together, were because in the past year, two years, I would say, you've both gone through some crazy health situations. So do you guys want to talk about briefly what it is exactly and
3: yeah. what the journey was with that? Yeah. Um, so I guess about a year ago, well, a year and a half ago is when it... Happened. Um, I had a lot of pain in my left toe, very specific (laughs) area.
0: (laughs) My left toe, toe. my my (laughs) left
3: left great toe. Yeah. Um, to use the term my anatomy textbook uses, the great toe. Um, and (laughs) so, uh, yeah, I I couldn't walk. Like I'm a server as well. That's my job. And um, yeah, like just walking was Becoming, it wasn't excruciating, but it was, like, nearing that threshold. Mm. And so I went to a doctor, and, I mean, long story short, I got misdiagnosed and got told that, like, it was my shoes because uh, women's fashion is not designed for people with wide feet. That's and, real. <laughs> and so, like, that's why my toe hurt. And I was like, and this is just happening now? Like, when I'm, tw- when I'm 23 Like, I've just suddenly got massive feet, and (laughs) this is a problem. So anyway, I ended up getting diagnosed, finally, by an amazing specialist. Um, Her name is Dr. Julia Hamilton, and she diagnosed me with tenosynovitis, which is essentially, uh, the best that I'm not a doctor, but the way that I understand it is that your tendon exists in a sheath, Mm -hmm. and there is a bunch of, like, fluid in that sheath that allows the tendon to move. Um, if the tendon becomes overstretched, it doesn't really bend anymore, and then it creates a lot of friction within that sheath, and then the fluid turns to more like mud instead of water. So that creates more friction. So it's sort of like my tendon was just immobile in my foot that was trying to be very mobile.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: Yeah, so that was super fun, Um, and yeah, I just, I went to physio and stuff, but I had to take a bunch of time off dance, um, which sucked, because dance actually didn't really hurt it, I think, like, just the way that it, like, the way that you move through your foot was really therapeutic, Um, which I found out when I did uh, a workshop, the metamorphosis workshop uh, last summer, I was like, wow, like, this should be hurting, and it doesn't. Um, But it's just because I have a Joe job and I have to work it and that requires a lot of mundane walking. So to get orthotics, um, yeah, I I went through everything. I went through massage therapy, electrode therapy, um, ultrasound therapy because I was going to impulse dance that summer. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I literally just stopped dancing and was like I am only doing... The metamorphosis workshop, and impulse dance. And any other time, I am not moving as much as possible, and this is healing. And it just sort of kept flaring up. You know, I went to impulse dance. That was great. I came back. My physiotherapist, who's also super great, he was just like, yeah, like, it looks good. Come back if there's a problem. And it just kind of kept coming back. And so, um, yeah, that was sort of, like, the, the gist of it. I and feel
2: like I saw you, like, at New Blue. We had that, like... N- time that we sat near each other and you were like telling me the story like in between... Pieces of yes. dance, <laughs> yeah, and like the look of determination on your face. You're just like, I'm currently not walking anywhere, but I will be going to the Metamorphosis.
1: <laughs> I will be I dancing, will be
2: going. and yeah. I was like, Wow, yeah, I like choices, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so determined, yeah. even though everyone's like, Stay off your feet, yeah, not walking, we'll be dancing,
0: <laughs> we'll be dancing, <laughs> very
3: different things, chassez, chassezing down the streets, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I should have just done that. Like, like, I should have just, you know, like, done long runs at work instead of normal walking. Runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and then it's just, like, it's better now. Finally, like, it took a year, and I finally, like, December, I was like, I don't feel pain anymore. Hmm. That's great. That's Woo!
2: Good. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, dancing. As messed up as that story is, I just sat here listening to it being like, I didn't know that was possible. Like, the human body is so weird. Yeah. like, oh, shit, that's, like a thing that can happen.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't know either. Like super
2: specific
0: and yeah. small, but
3: but also, like how honestly... many people go
2: does that happen to?
0: Do that just have wide feet? They just don't know what the But it's not a wide is.
3: thing. It was not a wide foot thing. That guy was wrong. That guy was wrong. Oh. That guy was not a specialist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, like Was his
0: office on the street? <laughs> well no. Also, I mean, like, like,
1: like I find general it practitioners. Very funny that he just like attributed it to women's fashion, which yeah, is like he
3: was a bit of a dinosaur. I also went <laughs> to a dinosaur <laughs> of a pedologist through that whole process who told me to take up synchronized swimming because it was like dancing but not on my feet. That's what <laughs> so like that was like. <laughs> he's, that was, he's like, just change your career to become a synchronized swimmer. It's was like, Easy. Yeah. yeah, that's totally
1: logical. That's totally what I want
3: to do. And also told me to lose 10 pounds.
1: <gasps> <gasps> Ugh, Love that guy. guy.
3: <laughs> yeah. As, yeah, that was the point of the conversation where I shut down and I was like, I'm leaving this office. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> we're,
1: we're done. Your yeah, are no, done. Your opinions are no longer valid yeah. and I don't take you seriously as a professional anymore. Because then he then quoted the
3: BMI at me. At like how as a dancer at five foot two I should be like X and X type of weight and
1: I'm how like, is he not though that's so outdated?
3: I mean he is a bit of a dinosaur. Like he's like he's very knowledgeable about like anatomy and structure and things. Like he was I was learning a lot until he started like getting personal with it. <laughs> and then I learned nothing else. They're
2: like, and yeah. we're done here, thank yeah. you.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
2: Ugh Patricia? Um, well, I didn't even realize that our timing was so similar. Um, so for me, it'll be one year since I was diagnosed tomorrow. Like tomorrow oh is my wow. one year anniversary. A lot of people have been like, "Don't celebrate that anniversary." I kind of want to say congratulations, but that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what do you do? Do you buy a cake? Do yeah. you get balloons? Maybe well, like congrats, yeah. for, like
3: all you've done
2: in the yes. year. Yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like more on that later, Um, (laughs) more on that comment later. Um, so like this time last year, I was, um, coming out of the, I was like dead sick for two months. There was like eight weeks in which I was just like laying on my couch. I was like super, super sick, like literally eye infections. I had double pink eye and then an ear infection and then a throat infection or like just a combination of all those things. And I like kept going back to my family doctor and they were like, this is so weird. Like, why are you so sick? And then it wasn't until I went to get off the couch one day and my right foot was like unresponsive. Like I just like went to get up and my right foot was just like dangling. Like I couldn't move it at all. And so being a dancer and like being in my body my whole life, I was like, I pinched a nerve in my back. Like Boy. I've gone
1: and done it. Like, I pissed a nerve. <laughs> like I've i done this to myself. Yeah.
2: It's like all yeah. my fault. So then when I went back to my doctor at that point, it was like the look on her face changed. And she was like, okay. And then she was like, she like was testing me for a bunch of things. She's like, do you have a fever? Do you have this? Do you have this? And I was like, no, no, no. And she was like, if any of these things happen, you have to go to an emergency room immediately. And I was like, okay. And she was like, and we're going to get you into an an MRI machine in a few days. And I was like, okay. Like, all of a sudden, the speed of everything, like, my healthcare changed. Um, And then I, like, got into an MRI. I got into an MRI, like, three times over a month before I, like, finally got these results. And now I was seeing, like, this neurologist. And then, like... Um, I had always, I've always been like sick on and off, like undiagnosed my whole life, like all throughout my teenage years, which like ends up being a super common story. Um, but I was just like constantly super ill. Um, so I was like used to going into conversations with doctors where they're like, well, you probably have cancer or you probably have this or you probably, and I would always go in and they'd be like, Oh, it turns out you don't have that. So I was, like, super used to, like, high-stakes situations where it ended up not being the thing they thought it was. Um, So then I, like, went in to this meeting, and everyone was like, my girlfriend and my parents, they were like, do you want us to come to this meeting with you? And I was like, no, no, they're going to tell me it's nothing. Because, like, my whole life I've seen doctors get super worried and then tell me it's nothing. So I went in, and this doctor, who is a neurologist, and probably... The meanest man I've like ever met in my whole like of all the people to like give me life altering news, it was this guy. And I had like seen him a few times and he was always like such a jerk to me. And then I like got into the office and he sat down in the chair across from me and he smiled. (gasps) Uh Uh-oh. And the second he smiled, I was like, son of a bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, something is wrong. Oh oh, my god. This
2: guy is smiling at me. And so the reason why I had been rushed for all those tests so quickly is because I had been so sick with some kind of virus and then my limbs, like it was my feet and a little bit of my hands just started losing feeling. They thought I had viral meningitis. So, and if you have Which viral meningitis-
1: We'll kill you in 12 hours. Yes. Yeah. So
2: they were like, if, at, if ever you have a fever, you have to go to a hospital. And I was like on watch for that. Um, but then he looked at me and he was like, the good news is you don't have viral meningitis. And I was like, great. He's like, what a way to start a conversation. Well, it's like, cause that's what they were testing for. So I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then he was like, you have MS. And like, in that moment, I was just like,
1: huh. What is it? How's that better? Or
3: like,
2: like... not, not better. Um, I guess I'm not dying right now. Um, but it was just like, I was so, I had been like so desensitized to doctors saying that I have like. Big things, probably, mm-hmm. that I was like not expecting an actual response. And then he like kind of talked at me for 10 minutes, in which I have like no idea what he said. Mm-hmm. And then I like left to go call everybody. And it wasn't until I was like calling my mom and like calling my girlfriend that I was like, oh, this is real. No, oh, yeah, no. this is like a real thing. Um, so it's been like a journey over the past year, like now it's a year. Um kind of like trying to figure that all out from like a psychological standpoint. I've been like thankfully in like a lot of therapy just to like have someone to sit there and like listen to me for an hour, and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but then also like on a physical journey, like getting the feet moving again and like a lot of it is like a lot of fatigue that you have to work through. So kind of like Yeah, it's been, like, a journey, and I only feel, like, I feel like the timing of this podcast is super appropriate, because I only feel, like, in the past few weeks have I, like, actually gotten back. Like, I was going to say gotten my, like, feet back under me, Um, literally, and (laughs) (laughs) figuratively.
3: But I feel like... You, like, you spoke about determination I remember when you told us at the garage so that, that... was
2: a half an hour after I had been diagnosed oh, that's bananas whoa. which is also like a testament to my like fight or flight mode like my fight or flight impulse is always fight
1: oh, yes. so yeah. It was like, like yeah, me too. I
2: had already called Martha um, in advance because I knew I was going to this appointment if they were late I would like called her and I had been like can you just like start warm up cause I'm leading the garage. I might be a few minutes late. So like Martha was already taking care of that. And then I was just like, I knew I could have called her and just been like, do you want to grab the rest of the session? Yeah. Um, but I was like, if I don't get back on this horse right now, then like, I'm not going to get on it. Yeah. So like, I don't even know, were you guys there that day? Yeah. And yeah. I, <laughs> I, I must've looked freaking crazy. Cause I just like walked in like stone faced. And I was just like, we're going to explore this now. I remember me and Martha had rehearsal right after that. Mm.
0: And we walked into rehearsal like, <laughs> what just happened? And just in shock for the rest of the rehearsal that you had like gone through that entire... I'm so sorry. No, no. Don't, no. Don't, no, no don't. No, 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 just. no. no like, it was like astounding and like, we were so, I mean, yeah, you were just, it was
3: magnificent. And I remember yeah. you just saying too, after that, like, you just had you were so determined to not let it like get to you and you were just like i'm gonna be like a champion for ms and i'm gonna go to every ms rally and i'm gonna like have a choreographer's assistant and i'm gonna sit in a chair if i need to and you were just like you were totally like ready for whatever that journey was gonna be like you yeah you were still in that like fight or flight mode but you were fighting damn hard and i was like yeah you'll be okay girl
1: So, your initial reaction was just to, like, push through to fight. What was, like, your initial reaction, Nicole, when either you got the wrong diagnosis or the real diagnosis? Like, how did you adjust to that?
3: Ooh, well, both. Um, When I got the wrong. Well, when I went to the dinosaur who gave me, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like, is he extinct yet? It, 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 it? I so happy. <laughs> I'm just going to keep referring to him as that. <laughs> um, I actually got like, I didn't, I got measured for orthotics that day and got not the orthotics, but like different shoes that had like a hard sole so that my foot couldn't actually bend so that it could actually like heal itself when I could still walk on it. And I actually went to the garage right after. Same thing. It was a Wednesday, um, and I remember I was walking down Dundas Street West, and I was like, "I'm just gonna walk, because I just need to do that and not take the streetcar." And I was like, "I don't know if I can go to the garage. Like, I'm like, I was very upset because like this is my foot, and I don't, and I didn't know anything about like what he'd been saying, and he kind of threw out a bunch of other things like it might be arthritis, it might be this, da 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 da." And I was like, okay, so, like, am I going to be able to dance anymore? And I just didn't have a lot of answers. And I had these, like, new shoes, and that was kind of the only answer I had. And so, yeah, I remember I was, I went to the garage, and I was, it was the same thing. Initially, it was like, I need to get back. I need, just need to dance right now to convince myself that, like, this isn't a no-go thing. Um, I don't remember who was leading that day. But um, and it was actually I remember you were there, Rainy, and I remember telling you the story, and you were so pissed off at this guy.
1: <laughs> and, like, I was Fuck just, him. like, I was just know shit. And, like, I was
3: just like, yes, okay, like we can do this. Yeah. And then I think when I got like an actual specialist to look at it, I was a little bit more prepared, and so I, uh, and so then I was a little bit more rational in and, and a little bit less like just push through and. A lot more, because that's always my thing with injuries is just
1: push through, yeah. and that's not like good a lot of the time. I think yeah. that's because we're like told as dancers, especially when we're young, oh, yeah. You're fine. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, Keep yeah. dancing. Like, go to
3: competition yeah. with yeah. a fever of 104. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: The perseverance behind dancers and artists just to get their job done, and because that's how they make their money is, mm-hmm. a st- is beautiful, I yeah. think.
3: Yeah. But also, I think it was also just then for me the balance of like, then I was like, okay, hey, well, I'm not going to do anything except for the garage. I'm not going to class. Right. Um, and I'm then and then it was when I was like, I, metamorphosis, Vienna. And then, like, <laughs> to be determined. Yeah.
2: yeah. I also think there's something super specific about when a dancer gets taken out at their feet. Like, mm-hmm. like there's something, like, so, like, symbolic or, like, iconic about dancers and their feet. Um, yeah. That, like every doctor and i've seen like so many doctors since then when they know that i have ms like their reaction is always like as a dancer why did it have to be your feet because ms can like manifest itself in like so many different ways like it can cause blindness or like speech things they're like ah your feet of all things and i'm like really it just sucks no matter what it is yeah Yeah, whether or not but yeah yeah so that's Um, how we move before you had
0: the diagnosis you talked briefly about it both of you but at any point in your younger years as a dancer or in your university years did you suspect something was off
2: yeah I I mean I've been living the game of like um like because with MS there's so many like um lead lead up to it that they'll like never know for sure but like the mri that i had last year they're like oh like they've been like trying to prod me to be like five six years ago did you have another flare-up like did you have a flare-up that you like didn't know about and i'm like no like i mean like if i don't know about it i don't know about it but they're like, there's like old damage in my brain or signs of it and then now i get to sit here being like maybe that's why my like. Rises have never been that good. Like maybe <laughs> maybe so I've never been able to jump super well. Like, maybe five years ago, that was the end of, like, my jumping dance career. <laughs> um, but they'll never know for sure. I'm like, yeah, that, like, one workshop that I did, I was, like, super tired. Like, more tired than... Maybe that was MS. Yeah. So it's, like, this, like, big psychological game that I'm uh-huh. playing with myself.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think I... Yeah, it, it's funny because, like, hindsight is always, you know, it's always 2020. But I think that, like, growing up, um, the later part of my dance years, the new studio that we had, we didn't have sprung floor. Um, so it was hardwood over top of cement. Ooh. And then when I went to university, although I wasn't in a dance program, I was taking dance classes. And because the University of Alberta doesn't have a dance program, um, we were dancing on a gym floor. Hardwood. Oh. Hardwood. Ships. Yeah. And I mean the, the teachers were always really good and being like, we're gonna do like one across the floor jump thing and like that's it. You know, like they were aware. But I think I did a lot of also I have really short Achilles tendons, but like a pretty solid vertical, which is like weird and doesn't seem possible. Mm-hmm. Um so like my whole life as a kid like I had knee problems. Because mm. I had come down so hard right. and it was all right into my knees. So I thought if anything I'd have knee problems. Um And then it was, like, uh, probably, like, 18 or 19. And I guess around the time I started working with Kathleen Hughes, um, I noticed that there would be times, like, that I just needed to warm up my feet. And, like, when you're 17 years old, it's, like, you barely warm up as it is. Like, let alone your feet, you know? And it's just not something you think about. And then... um, I was really like, I came just uh, more often in class and stuff. I'd be like jumping across the floor and you just, you know when you like land out of a jump and you just get that like whinge Mm -hmm. and it's just like, and you're like, okay. That was weird. (laughs) It's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but it doesn't feel, it's just like an electric shock. And that just started to happen. And I was like, okay, like my feet, I just need to pay attention to them. And that was just sort of like a warning sign that I think, yeah, like, I don't know, like this isn't like a contagious thing or a long-term thing. It's just wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, my feet are probably just, like, susceptible.
0: So do you think it'll happen to the other foot?
3: Um, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. Yeah, like, I don't know what's... I think it's because it's my left foot, and, like, I'm right-hand dominant. So, like, I turn a lot more on my left right. foot. And mm-hmm. because in the dance world, a lot of things are taught to the right first. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. especially growing up. Like, it's... I think my left leg is just the leg, like, I'm stronger on. And so even when I notice when I'm improving, it's always like left leg centered so I think it just gets more more abuse mm-hmm. than the right one does yeah hmm. interesting
2: yeah. I also think like for me all this started happening after I turned 30 so there was like part of it that I was like man they tell you when you have turned 30 it's like and I remember like sitting in the st- like in a studio one day and like looking over at Kylie and being like god 30 sucks <laughs> And she kind of just, like, looked at me being like, mm, good for you. Um, <laughs> or, like, she, like, couldn't relate. And then, yeah. And then when it turned out I had an MS, I was like, it might be that I'm 30, but also I have MS.
0: Right. Still MS. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's wow.
1: different thing. Yeah. So you mentioned you're in therapy. Mm-hmm. Is this something you've been doing for a while or because of the MS and being uh, like, an out
2: Yeah. I mean, there have been times in my life, like in my younger life, when I was in therapy, I've always been like super anxious. Mm. Um, so like, especially in the time when I was like auditioning for schools, like post-secondary, um, I was just like a super anxious kid. So they like brought me in, taught me meditation. Like it was like a different kind of therapy. Um, but no, I like specific, I had to like Wanna say fight for it with my neurologist, um, but I had to like convince him to sign me up for therapy. That's which was weird. like so weird, especially considering like the MS department at St. Mike's hat is like a service they offer. Yeah. And I was like
1: This v- is the mean guy?
2: Uh so I ended up getting a new neurologist. Oh, okay. okay. Um he's like half as mean, but like he's still <laughs> he's still a hard What is it about neurology that? that jades <laughs> <Yeah>. people? <laughs> That was like the first thing I actually asked my therapist. I was like, why is every neurologist so serious? (laughs) uh, But yeah, I had to like ask for it. Um, And I'm actually in something very specific called like identity therapy. So like after I like I was like picking at my neurologist to like get it. He was like, well, do you want me to recommend you to this guy who works with athletes after major like neurological diagnosis. And I was like, Oh, so the exact thing I have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd love that. <laughs> so
0: he didn't think that because you were a dancer, you were
2: an athlete. No, he didn't think, um, because I think I like sit there and I'm smiling and I'm nodding and I'm not like in distress in front of him. Right. I had uh... to like articulate, like, I was like, Hey, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around this diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Can I see someone? Right. But it took me like, he sat there being like, Why? And I was like, Because this like, changes everything about yeah. the way that I live my life. Yeah.
0: yeah. So distress comes and shows up on people's faces in all different ways. Or just doesn't. because I'm not falling yeah. or crying or on the floor doesn't mean I don't need someone to talk to and just express how I'm feeling.
2: And I just have a like Theory that everyone should be in therapy. Oh like, yes, there's yes. so many people that have yes. never gone to therapy, and it's crazy to me because it feels so good. <laughs> it's like going for a massage, except it's for your brain space. Right. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: everyone yeah. should do it.
0: Just to have someone to talk to. I hate
2: yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, talking about or like that correlation between physical and mental health, and how they should be treated equally as valid, and you should have the same amount of resources. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think is something that needs to be pushed for a little bit more. Right.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you shouldn't yeah. have to advocate so hard to, like, take care of your mental health. Especially, like... like especially that, like... like From a, who neurologist. Is, a neurologist. Yeah. Who is, and who is he to say that, like, what you need and don't need in this space that he has no access to? Yeah. You know? Like, he doesn't know how you feel or how you react to things, so... Like, I, I just feel like there's so much... Um... I guess so So little consideration given to the person who's speaking about their own feelings sometimes mm-hmm. in terms of like advocacy of like why, why do I have to try so hard to convince you that I'm not okay mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not okay that's not even like a proper way to phrase that because what is okay but like you know to, that I am not the way that I would consider myself to be a healthy mental state mm-hmm. yes like, I also you know, just think like
2: if someone asks for it they need it
3: yeah yeah. yeah, right. But, like, what are they getting out of it that they don't need it?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> why, would, why would someone go in and be like, can I sign up for therapy just for kicks? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I, one time when I was in Calgary, went, I had just received some news that was basically about dance-related work stuff, and it was, I couldn't handle it, like, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I woke up, and I was in such a miserable state, and I was having a panic attack that I drove myself to the hospital... And I walked up and they were like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm having very terrible thoughts right now. And I need to talk to someone. And it took them like 25 minutes to be like, well, we don't know how to like admit you to the hospital because you're not like an emergency person, obviously. But
1: also it's like very, it's, they don't know that. Yeah. You could have, you know, taken a bunch of pills. You could have been like ready to throw yourself off the fucking peace bridge, like whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your backstory.
0: And they just like sent me in eventually to this woman that I think was just like a counselor. She wasn't even a therapist. She didn't introduce herself as one. It was just like, talk to me about why you're upset. And basically like, she was like, Oh, you're a dancer. And then it was like every stereotypical thing that you would have heard from a movie was brought up. Like I didn't even bring up like, your body and they brought that up and i was like the first this isn't why i'm upset this isn't why i feel this way it's because this and this happened and this person's just a dick and led me to believe something else yeah Yeah. Yeah. so So that's
3: such a common thread too like even when you go into like a physical doctor like when i went i went into the walk-in clinic twice before i was sent to a specialist and the first time that's what i was told to was like oh you're a dancer like, obviously, you have a foot injury because you're a dancer, and that's just part of your life, and you need to accept that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah.
1: um, that makes zero sense. <laughs> like, part of yeah. me thinks, because we're all women sitting in this room, that there's a thread to, like, also just physicians not believing women in women's pain. Mm. Right. Yeah. But that's right?
3: also something that I found throughout my treatment um, I don't know where I read this. I think it was when I went to first went to like buy an anatomy textbook because I wanted to just learn about it, um, and it was one of the reasons that like online they're like, why do you want an anatomy textbook? And it's like learn. Yeah. <laughs> Who <laughs> but, like, doesn't want an like, anatomy I was, textbook. <laughs> I, was, I was like searching like Indigo like where to find one yeah. and like it was, like the like related searches. <laughs> so like, but it was people looking it up so they could talk to their doctor properly, mm. and that's something that I found. Is once I, because the second time I went to the walk-in clinic, I went in and I had, like, all the right vocabulary down. Mm -hmm. And the difference in treatment that you get when they think, like, uh, like, just going off of what you said about, like, sort of brushing it off... Right. is when you go in with, like, this vocabulary, they sort of are like, oh, well, we can't quite pull the wool over her eyes. You know, like, yeah, truth right. be told, I that's, just knew the words. Like, I knew nothing about them. Yeah. But, like, they're like, oh, we have to actually talk to this person like they know what they're talking about, and we can't just sort of, like, throw them out the door. That makes
1: me so worried for, like, uneducated people trying to, like, or, like, pe- people that aren't from Canada trying to, like, seek help. Yeah. yeah. Like, stresses me out so much right now. Yeah. yeah. It really... Mm-hmm. It... It shows how, what good doctors are and what bad doctors are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like,
0: if good doctors are willing to talk to every single person the exact same... Yeah. And a bad doctor that's, you know, a dinosaur that's rolling their eyes and immediately blaming, telling you to change a career.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, but, like, the flip side of that in, like, someone that knows their body, I feel like I was able to help my own care. Like, regardless of the doctor's reaction to it, mm-hmm. I would do, like, a releve... And they'd like check a box being like, that's within the normal range for someone. Mm-hmm. And then in the back of my head, I was like, that ain't nothing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that ain't nothing I could do a few months ago. But like being yeah. able to know those things for myself, I was like able to like judge my own standards. Right. Not yeah. just like based on the quote unquote, like normal public.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a question for you guys going to physiotherapy mm-hmm. and they ask you to raise one side of your leg or one arm. And they ask you to raise the other one, one, one way. Do you feel, do you ever get scared that as a dancer, you can do them both extremely high and extremely strong? And you'll just, if somebody tells you to do something, you'll do it. That they're not going to be able to tell a difference because you're going to make the body part go to where you want it to.
2: I feel like I always communicate yeah. that in advance. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, I feel like I'm, cause I've also been seeing practitioners for so long. Yeah. Um, and I worked as a receptionist at a chiro clinic for a while. Um, I always, like, start with that. Or if they're, like, good, I'm always, like, I can
3: do better.
1: Yeah. Or, like, I should be yeah. able to do better.
3: Yeah, it's about communicating that. Yeah.
1: Or, like... That's an interesting part of an athlete's or yeah. dancer's mm-hmm. psyche. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: when I think that was... I was really lucky with the clinic that I went to. Uh, they're called the Sports Medicine Specialists. Mm-hmm. up at Young and Egg, and they actually list dance as one of the, like athletic fields that they treat. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so, and so like, yeah, I think it's just always important to go in there and say like, establish, I am an artist. I'm a dancer. I use this. And then I found that we had a really open conversation, my physiotherapist and I, like he would be like, okay, can you like push this, like push your toe down? And he's like, is that your normal range? Mm -hmm. Is that like, there was a conversation. It wasn't just like him deciding. Mm -hmm. It was like him being aware Mm-hmm. of the potential difference that I would have from the norm. So I think yeah. I was lucky in that respect. And then also, like, the flip side of that, like, I have super tight hamstrings, so
2: anytime you, like, lift my legs straight up, oh, yeah. practitioners are often like, oh, as a dancer, you should be able to do more. And I'm like, <gasps> no, 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 as a human, this is really good for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
3: yeah. I think it's just about having an open dialogue. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't get stereotyped. Right. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. Yes. It's it's harder, to when I mean, Totally.
2: I also find it's, like, um, super, I think it's like a perception thing or like a cultural thing, but like a few years ago I was competing in weightlifting Mm -hmm. and I, people were so negative towards it. Like they were like, you're going to hurt yourself. Like, I can't believe you're doing that. So at one point in my like short weightlifting career, I like tore a rotator cuff and everyone was like, see, look at how injured you are. I was like, where were you? As a dancer, when I herniated a disc in my back, when I broke right. two bones in my feet, mm-hmm. the attitude surrounding that is like, oh, sweetheart, that's just like part of the game. Interesting. Yeah. Like, if you're dancing, that's just part of it. Yeah. Yes. Because like, that's, I think the perception yeah. is that dancers are going to injure themselves and that's fine.
3: But I think that's also makes it hard to come back from injury. Mm-hmm. Is that the perception well, around it? The perception around it that it's normal that you be injured mm-hmm. and then you're just like, okay, um, I know, sure. But like, there's still a struggle, both like mental and physical to like go back into class. Right. And to say, you know, yes, I've been injured and yes, we've all been injured, but like I'm dealing with this differently or this injury affected me differently than like any other injury I've ever had. And like, like I was terrified to go back to class.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Interesting.
3: I just still am. Sometimes. Terrified
0: because you didn't think you were going to be able to, like you were going to injure yourself again or terrified because you didn't think that you were going to be able to move the way that you used to be able to move?
3: No, option B. Option B. Yeah. Like I just felt like I was going to go in and be a complete novice. And the first class I did, I went back in November when I wasn't quite fully healed, but like I was just like just testing the waters. Um and yeah it I, it took a class, and it was the worst class I' ever taken in my life and I didn't go back for like months.
1: Mm.
3: no, yeah, so how did that decision to go back? How did that
0: happen? Did you just decide that you felt better and it was time? Did you feel pressure um, yeah, did you feel pressure to start again?
3: Um I think it was more so like pressure but not necessarily like outside pressure just like I this is my career and I need to train if I want this to continue to be mm-hmm. my career mm-hmm. and I've been sitting on my ass for like three months now and this is just it's just time not to like go back but I think that's what I was saying. like just test the waters and like my foot was feeling okay and so I wasn't sure exactly what that meant for a dance class and I was like you know if I don't want to jump I won't jump you know, yeah. like, I will modify releves. I'll only do it on one side. Like, I was going in, like, prepared to just sort of, it was a trial run because I ha- I wasn't seeing physio anymore at that point. It was sort of just like, it just has to kind of heal now. Um, and so I just didn't really have any direction. So I think that was part of it. I was like, well, it's been about time. It feels okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't expecting to be, like... Emotionally, not okay with that. <laughs> okay. It's like eating
2: a giant piece of humble pie. Yeah. Like you just like walk in and you're like,
3: "Whoo!" Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do what I can. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do anything to the left. <laughs> yeah, I literally started to go to the left and just like walked off the floor. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do you guys uh, feel that the trajectory of your career has now changed? Dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> like has your
0: injury forced you to go into different yeah. types you had of to art? adapt. Have you had? Yeah. yeah, like you said, you talked about if I had to sit in a chair and have an assistant choreograph, then I'll do it.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty stubborn that way. Um, also, like when I started at York, which was like four months after I was like diagnosed, I like didn't tell anyone for four months, and we had to do like choreography class. And it's just like that. It was almost like an artistic challenge that I took for myself. So I was like keeping everything low. Like I purposely wasn't dancing in other people's stuff. So I was like doing everything I could. So then by the time people found out that I had MS, they were like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, yeah, but you'll notice that like never once did I jump or do a rise or like, I just like figured it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like after I was diagnosed, a lot of the reactions from doctors being like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're a dancer. Like, what are you going to do? Is like, there was like always a part of me that was just like, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's going to be different than I ever thought it was going to be, but like, it's just going to be like problem solving. It's just going to be like a challenge to make it work Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, so that's just the
1: super stubborn side of me, but like also mentally healthy. You're like, it's gonna be different, but I can still be a dancer. I can yeah. still be an artist. A lot of artists but, wouldn't have taken that route. Yeah, it's pretty healthy.
2: Yeah. But I mean there are things that I haven't think come to terms with and it just like kind of I think happens in layers as these types of things do. But it's possible I won't dance for someone else. Or like mm-hmm. it's maybe I'll um I don't know, it's like an idea I'm toying with is like maybe I'm done performing mm-hmm. because of like my body is not reliable at this point. Like I couldn't walk out on a stage and do the same performance every night. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless I'm in a work that can kind of like um, give room to that, I don't know if I'll do it um, in a way that I'm not going to stop creating. Um, but maybe it's just maybe I'm done performing. Right. Um, maybe not, but... I had like a moment where I was like, I was working on a piece with someone and she just like super casually was like, well, maybe this isn't a solo. Maybe this is a duet. Maybe you're up there with me. And I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just like, smiled and nodded in the moment. But I was like, that's the next thing I need to face. I yeah. think like, is it, do I, well, it's funny too, because almost right after I was diagnosed, I had a piece in new blue. hmm That I had to, one of my dancers wasn't available. So I had to like, I got up there like two months after diagnosis and performed the piece heavily altering the choreography, which I could do because I was the choreographer. It was a solo created for Jamie Fallon, um, who's just like got all these rises. Like she's got like all the things I can't do. Um, (laughs) But as the choreographer, I was able to be like, and I'm going to do it this way. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was a solo.
2: It was a solo, so I wasn't, there wasn't a partner up there, like, depending on me to be able to pull things off. Mm-hmm. And it was heavily text-based. Yeah, I don't know, but that's, like, my next... Challenge. Yeah. And also, like, part of my reason for going to York was to give myself thinking space. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. two years to just kind of figure these things out. Right. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: awesome. Yeah. 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 I think for me, it's been a little bit more of a back and forth, career-wise. Like when I first decided to leave university, I said, I'm going to give myself until I'm 25 to not worry about the future and to just do things and just do whatever. And then like 25, we reevaluate. That doesn't mean we leave dance. It doesn't mean we change anything, but we just reevaluate where we are in life. Right. And I just turned 24. So, I mean, this is like the last year, and I lost, <laughs> and then I, I lost a year,
0: yeah,
3: um, pretty much, a full year, and that, it pisses me off a lot, because I'm just like, where, like all the things that I'm doing now, if I'd done them a year ago, like I'd have so much more room to grow and expand in this last year, because sometimes this year kind of feels like it's the last year of my life. Um, and like, not, like, <laughs> not, not to like, be dramatic about
2: it. Not to be dramatic, <laughs> but like, not in
3: dark ways, like, no, a dark way. Because you gave yourself a deadline. Because you a deadline. Not even a little right? bit. <laughs> and so now like the deadline is approaching, and it's just like this like weird foggy haze yeah. that the year 26 is going to be. Um, you know, but just, no, like all things, you know, dark side. It's just, no, it's just this feeling of... N- wrestling with those feelings of where I thought I was going to be right right now and where I am and then just turning that into, like, this drive to do things. Mm -hmm. Like, now I'm just like, okay, I've got a year. I'm going to cram two years' worth of work into one year.
1: Amazing. And that's
3: going to happen. So, like, that's why, like, I'm choreographing. I'm, like, submitting to things. I'm going to workshops. Like, I just want to dance and just do that. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And so, yeah, it's it's a back and forth, I think. In many ways, it hasn't changed my trajectory, but it's made me more aware of what that trajectory is.
1: Right. Cool. Yeah.
3: Well, we have to ask the question.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Guys, is being an artist (laughs) fucking killing you? Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think what speaks to that is when when you announce this like new adventure and like the podcast title, that's exactly my reaction. I was sitting at home and I like read it on Instagram and I was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) that was my guttural reaction. (laughs) That makes me so happy. (laughs) Um, But also in a way that it's like, I mean, when you speak to kind of like having that deadline and like having those doubts and like that being what drives you, especially like I'm 31. um, It's like, you're, I feel like I'm constantly evaluating that. Mm-hmm. It's like you're constantly, and I thought it would go away at a certain point, but it's like I'm constantly sitting there being like, do I give it one more year? Do I give it, like, how much more time do I give this? Like, or a lot of the stuff you guys were talking about in terms of like measuring success in your past episodes, it's like, okay, what do I need right now that I can define a success? Like, what's the next thing I'm going to drive towards mm-hmm. to feel like I'm still moving upwards like that I'm still growing that I'm not stagnant Um, and that is sometimes a huge major thing and sometimes a super small thing Mm. but like what is like the next thing and especially being diagnosed with MS there's like I sat in like a very long period of like do I just go get a regular person job that has a pension and, like, do I need more financial security? Yeah. Benefits. Right. And, like, my girlfriend, we're getting married later this year. Yay! But she's also a theater. Like, she's a stage manager. So her and I are both, like, living a non-normie life. Not um, normie norm. 100%. Not,
1: not a normie norm. Not normie
2: norm. <laughs> um, But I think, like, as long as I continue, like, loving to make art, like, it feels like it's going to change the world. Yeah. Like if I didn't feel like art could change the fucking world then I wouldn't do it or and that that's when I'd quit and if that time ever comes I promise you I'll quit
1: yeah is it yeah Canadian, Nicole? It, it is <laughs> but
3: I think in like this sense of like just soft deadlines and like also coming from a place like growing up like this whole idea of having dance as a career wasn't something I really prepared myself for. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm sort of like preparing it on, preparing myself as I'm doing it. And I'm learning a lot of things because I never went through a dance program, uh, like conservatory or otherwise, or like university. There's just a lot of things that I feel like I'm just learning as they happen, which is great, And, like, that's awesome.
1: I mean, Um, I feel that way, and I did go to a program. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
3: totally. So you're Um, feeling it. But, like, it's... Yeah, it's this weird thing of measuring this person that you thought you were going to be and the person that you are, and, like, how are they the same person? And... Yeah, just this this weird thing about deadlines. Like, I have this very, like, mathematical brain, even though I suck at math, that, like, I really <laughs> like things to sort of be laid out nicely. Mm-hmm. And that's not the lifestyle that we lead. Mm-hmm. And that's not what this career is. And so that's something that I really struggle with, is, like, loving what I do. And again, yeah, like, really believing that it makes a difference. Like Winston Churchill said, like, during World War II when people were asking him, like, should we cut funding to the arts? And he's like, well, what are we fighting for? Mm-hmm. Not a direct quote, but he said something like that. <laughs> that was beautiful, and, by yeah, the well way. <laughs> something along <laughs> like, those lines. Yeah, and, like, that's something that speaks to me, too. And so this is valid and it's important, but there is this thing of, like... My friends are getting married and having kids and like, that's amazing, but (laughs) like not where I'm at. And it's just, and then all my friends here are like moving forward. Everyone's moving forward in different ways. And it's like a struggle to look at yourself and realize how you're moving forward. Mm
1: -hmm. It's
3: hard from the inside. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or like how to define what forward is. Yeah. 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 And what success means to you. Yeah. On a daily basis.
3: Yeah. And then sometimes you just like read your resume and you're like, oh, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I got it. It's fun. the opposite reaction. I read my resume
2: and I'm like, wah, wah. Um,
1: how can I fudge this just a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that you guys want to plug? Yeah. about what you're doing, um, your social media, your shows. Yeah, like nothing nothing's
3: been determined yet, but I am self producing a show Woo, for yay. Yeah. Um really exciting. Looking at options for that. And that'll be the second or third weekend in September. Uh Rainy's dancing in it. Um Yeah, so keep keep stay tuned for for that more info to come.
1: Where would they find that info Nicole?
3: Um uh when it comes out, I will be posting on my Instagram, which will which be is. in Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, dot A, dot F is in Fred, A-U-L-L. Um, yeah, so just stay tuned. Keep looking out for info on that. Sweet. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I'm um, – well, follow me on Instagram, at L-N-F-N Productions, last name, first name, productions. Um, cause I'm starting this little like video series over my summer semester, which is basically going to be like interviewing different Toronto based choreographers to kind of, um, get like the pulse of who's out there and who's doing what. Um, so Corinne will be a guest on that Yay. and mm-hmm. yeah, there's no name for it yet. So if anyone has name suggestions, <laughs> throw those at me on my Instagram, um, but, yeah, aside from that, I'm just keeping my head down and working towards my thesis, which I'll be presenting next spring. Amazing. Yay. Yeah. Thanks for awesome
1: coming, guys. Thanks for Thank having me. so it's lovely. Great. I so... love having a room of dancers. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy when it's people. Yeah. Dancers. Um, please subscribe. Please rate our podcast. Yes. Leave iTunes. a review. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Please <laughs> leave a review and rate mm-hmm. us because it makes it easier to get noticed by other people looking and searching for podcasts. Yes, um, This has been being an
0: artist is fucking killing me. We'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Thanks. Bye.